Chapter 61 of St. Bonaventure's Life of Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by St. Bonaventure. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 61 Our Lord Jesus Christ Taken and Betrayed by Judas Immediately after, our blessed Lord beheld his adversaries coming with lighted torches and lanterns and weapons to apprehend him, and yet he would not awaken his disciples till his enemies came near to him. Then he spoke and said, Rise, let us go. Behold, he approacheth that shall betray me. Matthew chapter 26 And while he was speaking, that wicked wretch, Judas, the traitor, came and approaching him, kissed him. For it is written that it was the manner and custom of our Lord Jesus towards his disciples, that when at any time he had sent them out, at their returning again, he would receive them with a loving kiss. Wherefore the traitor went before the wicked band, and kissed him as he used to do, and said, Hail, Master! And here let us behold our Lord Jesus, how patiently and meekly he receives that false and treacherous kiss from that unfaithful disciple whose feet so lately he had vouchsafed to wash with his own hands, and whom out of his unspeakable charity he refused not to feed with the precious food of his blessed body. Consider likewise how meekly he suffered himself to be taken, bound, struck, and furiously dragged away, as if he had been a thief or the most wicked person in the world, void of power to help himself. Contemplate also the great sorrow and inward affliction he had on account of his disciples who fled and left him in the hands of those ravenous wolves. And, on the other side, consider the grief of their hearts, since the cause of their leaving him was not the perversity of their will, but the frailty of their weak nature, for which they heartily mourn and sigh like poor orphans that know not what they do or whither to go, and their sorrow was so much the greater, as they knew in what a barbarous manner their lord and master would be treated and abused. Those cruel butchers drive and pull him along as they would a beast to the slaughter, and he, like a meek lamb, not opening his mouth, patiently follows them without resistance. First those vile wretches led him from the brook Cedron, near which place he was apprehended, towards the city of Jerusalem, and that with great haste, pain, and violence, having his blessed hands bound behind him, as if he had been some grievous malefactor, his garments torn off, going bareheaded and bent down from the great haste and the violent pain they forced him to in going. When he was brought before the chief priests and scribes that were then assembled together, expecting his coming, they were rejoiced and glad that they had apprehended him. They then began to examine him, and to ask many questions, endeavoring to ensnare him. They procured false witnesses against him, 
spit in his sacred face blinded his eyes buffeted and derided him saying tell us who it was that struck thee thus many and different ways they afflicted and tormented him and in all he gave us most singular examples of patience at length the chief judges rose up and departed having ordered him to be kept in custody under a loft in the nature of a prison where they bound him to a pillar of stone as those say who have seen it leaving a guard of armed men with him for greater security who during the whole night abused and derided him with many opprobrious and reproachful speeches saying do you believe yourself to be better or more wise than our learned magistrates or can you imagine that they understand not the law and religion much better than you how foolish do you appear in taking upon you to reprehend and teach them against whom you should not have presumed to open your lips wherefore now your wisdom appears in being obliged to suffer that which all such as you truly deserve you are truly worthy of death and it would be a pity that you should escape it thus the whole night sometimes one and sometimes another both with scurrilous language and wicked words continually reviled and abused him and our blessed lord with bashful and modest countenance patiently bore it all and was silent to every scornful word they said against him but with his eyes modestly inclined towards the ground made no answer as if he had been guilty and worthy of blame o most amiable lord into whose hands are you come this is truly the hour and power of darkness and with what patience do you suffer it thus stood our blessed redeemer bound to that pillar till the next morning in the meantime john who had followed him to the high priest's house went to the blessed virgin to mary magdalene and other devout people who were at that time assembled at mary magdalene's house where our lord made that memorable supper the night before and related to them all that had happened to our lord and his disciples which when they had heard they were seized with unspeakable grief and wept most bitterly consider them attentively and have compassion on them for they are now in the greatest grief and affliction that ever they were in for their lord for they now plainly see and know full well that he will be taken from them and put to a cruel death our blessed lady retired alone to prayer and said o most sovereign most high and most merciful father i present myself before your majesty to recommend to your protection my dearly beloved son o gracious father reveal to me whether my son jesus shall be put to death or not be not severe to him o bountiful father who to all others art so good and merciful for he knows no sin nor ever committed any evil o most just father if you require his death for the redemption of the world i beseech you if possible 
to find out some other means whereby to accomplish your design and that my blessed son's life may be spared if it be your holy will and he out of obedience to you has abandoned himself into the hands of his enemies and will not attempt to deliver himself from their power wherefore i beseech you o heavenly father to help him and to deliver him to me again out of their wicked hands thus or in words to this effect our blessed lady prayed for her son in the profound sorrow and grief of her soul wherefore we ought to accompany her in her anguish and be moved with compassion towards her in her great affliction End of chapter 61